Welcome everybody to the Tag Your It Podcast. I'm Ray Ray. I'm Dave. And I had that, I remember, I, I, I gave you that little studio shot. Yeah, there was quick, a little And I said oop at the one. same time, so I hope you enjoyed that, because I did. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, thinking about it anyway. But uh, thank you guys uh, for being with us again. Uh, we see a few of you um, are watching us online live, and we thank you uh, for being with us. Uh, we, we're on here early, and today wasn't really a... A scheduled no, day. No, it wasn't. We did we even we last week even talk about doing? Yeah. I don't even think last Monday that we even talked about doing this. Yeah, I did a. Did we do a like a call? Did I do a remote show last week? Yeah, you did the okay. remote show. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So COVID, COVID uh, or twenty twenty, whatever. We have gone. We have gone and lost our minds. Man, we have done more shows, I believe, this year <laughs> yeah. than any other year, which yeah. is great. Well, the um, cool thing is, yeah, we've been able to do Podbean. Uh, whenever we switched over there, that gives us unlimited uploading time and all that kind of stuff. So we can we had a little bit more leeway um, instead of on our uh, last host that we were with because we actually had like a limit of uh, what we could upload or whatever. So it's been an awesome year, but then again, it makes us go, did we have a show last week? <laughs> yeah. Because we've been able to do quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, which is probably, I mean, people have had a lot more yeah. free time, unfortunately, yeah. I guess. So maybe they've had more time to listen or to watch or whatever. Yeah. So it wasn't even a plan. There was no plan for us to meet this week. We are doing good. And, and that is great. I'm in the Springfield because I did a funeral today. Yeah. And so, so yeah, a couple things thing. like, yes, yeah, a couple little recent things popped up and uh, Dave said, Hey, I'll actually be in town. I can come to your house. Uh, we can do something uh, with things. And so we decided, you know, Merry Christmas. <laughs> we'll give uh, some more welcome. content um, by the end of the year, instead of just doing just the shows that we talked about um, anyway. So we've got a, um, you know, a couple episodes to record today. Um, and then we still have our Psalm 91 episode coming up next That's week. Right. Next um, week. We'll have to get a good yeah. picture of my dad, you know, oh, yeah. to put up there. Do you have on like a good with- uh, picture of you and your dad, like just a cheese? No, like, I have. Christmas there picture? are no, we don't. I mean, I don't. It's hard to find a lot of pictures of me. Yeah, I really is. don't do a lot of yeah. picture taking. I had to go I mean, through a lot of photos not... to get that one photo of you in front of a barn. It looked good to put in yeah. a little circle. Maybe we need so, to. So, yeah. Again, know, yeah, we need to get some pro get some shots. Update, and get update some, pictures yeah. because we've gotten older in our yeah. almost four years of yeah. podcasting, which yeah. is crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. we've been doing it for so long and uh, it's been fun. And we're wrapping up this year of 2020 and should have a great year of 2021 ready to roll. Hopefully, you know, I was thinking about this. We did multiple debates this year. Mm-hmm. We did at least three debates this year, right? So sure, I the first, the inerrancy debate, the debate, yeah. the King James only debate that I did, and then the debate with uh, Richard Howe. We haven't done oh, any yeah. since yeah, then. That was, yeah, that so, was I mean, we should <laughs> try to engage in a few more dialogue-type discussions. I've got some ideas for some that would be really interesting. Yeah, and, yeah. But what's really cool that's going to come up is the God and Government Conference that yes. we, get to be yes. a, we get to be a part of. And I, I think uh, um, Hope Baptist, uh, Josh Jenkins, Brandon Dodd from them, um, just their friendship, just knowing them, you know, Josh Jenkins is uh, now one of my customers getting his haircuts and everything. So I get to hang out with him um, there as well. So it's just been a good relationship and I'm glad that we get to be a part of something uh, here in town 
um, where we're going to talk about the role of government, the biblical role of government. It's definitely something that um, has come up this year. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people that go, you know, I'm hearing all this stuff. Okay. What we need to do is like, you've heard said, but what is written? That's right. And that's what the conference is about. What is written? Um, You know, is it descriptive? Is it prescriptive? According to Romans 13, what is the government's role? Um, And so, you know, I take a a prescriptive view of Romans 13. And so, you know, that's what we're going to talk about there. And and the reality is a lot of people haven't even thought about what does that mean? Yeah, because we're saying submit. You know, I've had a, I had a friend say, you know, I see the word submit there. Yeah. Submit. But I'm like, well, there's a whole other bunch of stuff you've got to get to to understand that word submit. One of the funny things that I've had people do with Romans 13 is be like, well, this is why we should say the Pledge of Allegiance in church. I'm yeah. Like, what? No, that has yeah. nothing to do. You've completely skewed the entire thing. And so I imagine many people like that aren't going to be at all interested in this idea of government and, and yeah. Romans 13 and what role the church plays in honoring and submitting to the government. But there you go. I mean, maybe it's just been more in our yeah. interactions. It, it'll of take late. off it'll take off the libertines. They call themselves libertarians, but it will take off libertines because there is government. Um, God ordained it, but yeah, we can completely go down has that nothing rabble, rabble to do with hole, Romans but, yeah. thirteen. But I was just yeah. thinking about this as I go back and listen to our episodes. You always say, "Hey, this is Ray Ray," and I'm always like, "This is Dave," and I'm like, "I'm sure no one ever thinks like, oh, he sounds like a really serious and astute person. He sounds like a goofball, which I probably do anyway. Yeah. So got to be better." But like, and this is Dave, you know, yeah. a little well, more, is, not quite as high energy right at the beginning. He is a rural church pastor. That's right, young, and young rural church pastor. And he has to be hip a, and confusing. professor at a. Seminary, yeah. well, the, seminary the seminary does pay, write my checks, and I'll be yeah. getting one in the mail soon, so yeah. hopefully it'll be great. <laughs> yeah. uh, so happy about all those things. Uh, yeah. I would even you know correlate some of my connection with Adam for the very fact that I was able to get on faculty. That was a good thing. He's probably yeah. thinking I'm giving him too much credit, but Rich. no, probably not. I probably wouldn't even thought about it. would have just been continuing on what I was doing and not really thought too much about, hey, how can I... How can I use the platform, and I'm not using that in like a social media platform, but the ability mm-hmm. that God has given me to uh, expand my service for the kingdom. So yeah. with that said, let's the talk about now. kingdom expanding going on. Yeah. So one of the reasons we started this podcast even initially was because we wanted to engage what we thought were local apologetic issues. There are certainly many people who do an outstanding job of looking at more nationwide, more world uh impactful apologetic issues than we do. But one of the things that we can do is we can speak into the location that we're in and in the particular setting that we're in. And so right now, if you're in the Springfield area or the Ozarks area, there's a big deal going Mm -hmm. on right now. And that big deal was recently covered by KY3, by the news list leader, or excuse me, the news leader (laughs) of Springfield. Uh, And we think that it would be really good for us to engage in this topic while neither one of us, uh, I did attend James River briefly while I was in graduate school. I went to Second Baptist and I went to, to James River. I had mm. some guys that I was living with that were real big involved in the small group in James River. And I actually was really encouraged by the small group. I did not 
enjoy the corporate worship there at James River. The few times that I went, it just was not for me. But I really loved the small group that they had. Mm-hmm. Thought that the guys were just uh, very sincere guys. Uh, very much loved the Lord and very much loved me and wanted to strengthen me and sharpen me. I would not at all probably affirm some of the things that we uh, used as our teaching material. Yeah. Now, at the time, though, I would say that where I was, it was certainly really important for me be, to be involved in the lives of people who prayed for me and wanted to know about my life. So I want to not just throw out everything about James River and say, oh, it's some terrible place. Like There was some serious beneficial elements to the ministry that occurred as a result of that church. And so while that is the case, I am no not at all involved with them. I have no real close in- interactions with anyone. I think aside from our dealing with the Halloween type issue that we did a little, oh, little wait, while we ago, the, we really the, haven't the, dealt the, with these the guys yoga very much. Issue. It was the yoga that's right. issue. Yoga. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, and this is going to be an issue. And you know, it's one of those things that we just talked about the God and government conference. So mm-hmm. if anybody um, can get to John Lindell, um, that watches this uh, cordially invite him. Yeah, we'd love to, to talk the to conference. Him. Um, you know, Josh Jenkins wants to hang out and stuff like that because now we've got an open opportunity, and that's what we're going to speak in today. Um, is just uh, what happened over the weekend. Uh, yep. James River got together for their Christmas uh, annual Christmas yeah, yeah, celebration. They, they so do, every yeah. year they do this annual massive Christmas celebration where they invite all kinds of folks to come in, and, and it's not a worship service. Yeah. It is, let's play some Christmas music, let's entertain a whole bunch of folks, yeah. and I I assume part of the yeah. idea is invite your lost friends and neighbors mm-hmm. so they can come be welcomed into a church, and there's going to be a very... Uh, very small gospel type of presentation. I've never been, so I can't actually tell you if there's, yeah. I just, at least from everything I gather from Pastor Lindell, I, I really don't think that he would not at least put forward the idea, hey, Christ came into the world to save sinners. Like, I, I do not believe that it would be completely void of that. Yeah. Like, even if it's a small add-in on the end, it's still somewhat part of what's being yeah. done there. So I don't is, think it's the main focus. Yeah, I, I consider this a worship like, service by any means. Yeah, this wouldn't be um, the gathered church in its order. That's right. As prescribed in scripture. Um, this would be an outreach. So this is kind of where you get into this issue of missiology and ecclesiology and then blurring sort of the line between um, what you do as the assembled um, church, um, you know, with the administration of the ordinances or sacraments and baptism and the preaching of the word. Yeah. And so this would be more of an outreach where it's an outreach, but it's a outreach come here. Yeah, outreach I come agree. Here. So that's the difference. Um, that's so, you know, it's one of those things that Dave and I kind of discussed before doing this, that we do not uh, say that this is a worship Yeah, we don't believe that what's going on in this Christmas festival is a worship service. We don't believe that it's the gathering of the corporate body for the sole purpose of glorifying God in worship. Yeah. And again, that's what worship is. The the primary purpose is to glorify God and give him the honor and praise and glory that he is due. And as a result of that, God does sharpen us. Yeah. Uh, he conforms us to his image by convicting us of sin, by drawing us into a closer walk with him as we repent of sin and strive to walk righteously with him. And then, of course, for me, the impact of righteous living is very much uh, a great commission living. Yeah. And likewise, I would say, even if you are gathered on a Sunday morning and someone is lost that is there, 
in the worship, they do get to hear the gospel presented, and it does, again, draw them to Christ. Yeah. Um, but that's not the sole purpose of a gathered worship service, and yeah. that's the whole other episode that we can yeah. talk about. Yeah. But tell us a little bit, uh, let's just kind of jump into this article published by KY3 on December 7th, and Adam, you were reading yeah. it so well. Sure. That's yeah. okay. I mean, I, I can read it too, but like... I, I know I, how I, to read, <laughs> <laughs> which is a wonderful thing that God's given us language and minds and all that kind of stuff. Mm. So, you know, this is the Tag You're It podcast. That's right. But tag anyway, yeah. It. So, yeah, this is an article from uh, the KY3 staff uh, published December 7th, 2020. Um, and so it starts on, it says Ozark, from Ozark, Missouri, KY3. It says, uh, James River Church responded Monday to complaints after social media images show little social distancing and a few masks at its, Chris, at its Christmas celebrations over the weekend. So, you know, um, I'm not the only one. We all saw it. We all saw people complaining, putting up pictures. There's one picture where you yeah. see a lot of people in the picture. They're not wearing masks. That's right. Um, they're they're crammed in there in the seats and everything. And you know that's kind of what was going around. So if I just described a picture, you guys probably saw yep. of this event. And this is kind of what they're they're talking about. So they're so James River Church after this event, like um, you've got this uh, Facebook uh, group or this Facebook page that was called. The city of Springfield, Missouri, which yes. was a satire sort of page. Um, now they have now recently changed their name to not the city of Springfield. I'm going to say it's because of like, if you go to that page, they just, they were railing oh, man. on this. Um, you know, they even used the lies, the picture of uh, Joel Olstein's church to be a picture of James River Church. I don't know if they, they probably intentionally did that as a satire site, but. Yeah. That's not James River on the inside. That is Joe Olstein's Houston um, basketball stadium church <laughs> building yep. that he's got. So don't be fooled by that. That's not James River. It's probably a joke anyway. But anyway, there's a lot of backlash, you know, just reading through, you know, just thumbing through and just seeing all the backlash from all the people that are my friends, which I call acquaintances, at least. I know the difference between friends and acquaintances. But Facebook friends, I've seen all the backlash, all the slander. All the division and all the absurdity. <laughs> you so know, all the, me, all this week on here. There's so. a few things that I think are really important, even as we kind of jump into this. Why examine this? Yeah. Well, first of all, we want to distinguish the reality that Adam and I are not condoning this service. We're not saying that it's some good thing, that's some bad thing. There are certainly some really positive things, but again, it's not a worship service. It's not something that the church has to do. It yeah. is not the Sunday morning gathering or Lord's Day gathering of the believers. Yeah. So it is external to the actual worshiping of the saints. And that is an yeah. important distinguishing category. So I would even say that if a Christian wants to rightly say, I've got a problem with this, I think convictionally they certainly can, right? I don't mm -hmm. think that there's a problem for a Christian to have convictional like, I don't think this is a good thing. And here's why I don't think this is a good thing, right? Yeah. Like I don't, uh, there's a difference between this being regulated and being dealt with as opposed to Sunday morning or Lord's day gathering of the believers. Yeah. Right? And, and, and just, just for your searching, um, just check out the regulative principle of worship versus the normative principle. So JRC is going to be normative principle to where we're going to hold more of the regulative principle. So that's some homework just for fun. So that you guys know, to do it's a good always job good to, to, to understand. Um, so that, that, that's a major difference, um, as well between us 
in them. So, but yeah, the uh, article continues, says KY3 received dozens of emails about the social media images. One man who filed a complaint with the Christian County Health Department agreed to speak with us. He says here, it's, uh, this is not okay. I want to get my life back to normal. Seeing images like this make me so angry, said Cody Shackleton. Now, here's the issue. The uh, major picture that I saw, the first picture I yeah. saw that people were throwing around, and they're like, look at all the people not wearing masks in this picture. And I'm looking, wait a second, look at all the women in there. That's right. Let's empower them. Why aren't we empowering this? These my women? body, my choice. Yeah. So, you know, why can't women who have okay bodily autonomy to majority of people that are fighting for it because it's it's what i saw is a lot of people that i know are pro-choice were complaining about these women showing up and not wearing masks and sitting next to each other in this picture and i'm going wait a second now the absurdity the inconsistency of what's going on here and the thing is is i'm going but they're saying my body my choice and there was there is a sign here in town from an attorney robert swear that basically said my body my choice you know hyphen james river church and he was doing that you know to spite them yeah but i'm sitting here just going like wait a second here they chose knowing the risk we know the risks by now we have heard it this has been every day we know the risk and guess what they those women know the risks and yet they wanted to go be entertained they wanted to take their body that they have charge of the government get the government off my body right yeah. stay away from my body inside mm-hmm. and out they chose to go well wait a second so here's the thing that i would say very very seriously if i'm going to look at this from a critical theorist standpoint yeah standpoint theory right mm-hmm. why are a group of the majority of those who are again elected and voting in elections in christian county and green county are probably white males yeah who are they to elect the individuals who have the right to tell me as a woman what to do with my body. Well, the government is a power structure to oppress, right? So Exactly. Yeah. So, so why are we allowing or even critiquing the ability of the government to oppress? They're oppressing these women. We should be celebrating the fact that they're denying the oppression and they're actually acting in rebellion to that oppressive regime, which is the male-dominated government. Oh, wait, here's the other thing. If we follow standpoint theory or critical theory by any consistent means, right, we need to reject any type of, uh, any type of study that would try to produce statistics and hard data over feelings. In mm. other words, who is any outside body to use objective data mm-hmm. or any studies that are conducted even – according to any mechanism that would have a structural uh, ability to collect numbers in any manner that would facilitate some type of objective truth claim, Mm -hmm. my individual feelings, Mm -hmm. my lived experience should supersede any collective hard data, specifically if it's tainted by a power structure that is dominated by the male white so, able-bodied yeah, so now individual you're in the particular sorry yeah but yeah but now you're in the realm of the the particular and it can't make sense of the the one so Thank you've you. got the many but not the one to unite the many yeah so there's another so there's a real issue by the issue. way yeah. That, yeah but yeah so you know so we're 
you know, we're saying my body, my wait choice. We're doing Cody. That. I'm assuming yeah. that Cody is a white privileged male simply because His he's name. <laughs> yeah, that that's looks right. Like, I'm assuming sounds, some things. Yeah, that sounds, sounds like a male. Like a white male Who cares name. if he's angry? Yeah. He should be angry. Yeah, but he shouldn't be angry at a bunch of women. Who yeah, there's a lot of pushed off that. his oppression because the yeah. main picture that I'm seeing, the one that's on that not yeah. Springfield, Missouri Facebook page, yeah, uh, and it says again, they, what, put, what they put denial, denial, on, so that's another one yeah. of their posts, yeah. So, so there's a lot of women and and little women. In who that. are you, yeah. Cody, to care what these women do? But likewise, from a secularist worldview, if you're a Darwinianistic evolutionist naturalist, yeah. You should be glad that all those people who are delusional are going to die. Yeah. They're delusional in a bunch of ways. They've denied the science, right? That's right. Wait a second, but science tells us what? What? That the survival of the fittest, right? That's right. That's what got us here today, and we're pretty awesome. So if we keep on dying off, we'll have the most awesome ones only ahead of us in the future, right? So, I mean, that's... that's, that's You should be happy that these idiots are going to die. Yeah. You should be like... Dude, we need more stupid gatherings like this yeah, to kill so, more people. So this this borrows from the Christian worldview. Exactly. Here. So this this outrage would borrow that this is there's something wrong here and doing something wrong is wrong and death is wrong and doing what you're doing is wrong. But you know, that's only a universal sort of you gotta get to, down to the down to the particulars. And so as we go on, um let's uh let's just continue to read. So he says uh, uh he was disappointed to find out that Thousands of people gathered for a Christmas celebration at James River Church in Ozark. Says, I can go back to Facebook, make another snarky post if I want to. Um, I wanted to do something more impactful, he says. Uh, He called the health department Monday and um, he said the stress that is or that this is going to put on our local hospitals just for the people to have an hour long show, basically um, some entertainment, he said. So here's the deal. Now, if we're going to be scientific, we're there only stuck go. with strict empiricism. You don't know. No, there is until no you know. hard data. Yeah. You, but here's the other thing, and Adam and I were talking about this before the program. Where's the hard data that said those who were protesting BLM in large groups, I know many of them were outdoors, but in large groups, where's the hard data that says that they were at risk? Because I saw many of those pictures, and they were a lot closer than these folks, or just as close as many of these folks. And if you've ever been to James River, you know, after the service, when everybody walks out, it's just as close as people were in a protest, just the same. Yeah. Right? So you might say, well, there, that's different because of this and this and this. I want the hard data that says in an inside arena, you are more at risk than you are in an outside area. Where yeah. you're even closer. I don't want. I don't want an assertion. I don't want to. It, it Where's appear, the objective? Yeah, but yeah, I want data. Or right? how about the fact that there were all these Trump rallies of over thirty thousand people? Where's the hard data on how widespread COVID was among those people per the normal population yeah. that wasn't but, involved in see, those things? Where's the comparison? Yeah, but there is one um, that I do know about. And it's uh, Grace Community Church. That's right. In, in California, right? That's right. They were Inside. Indoors, yep. And guess what? They called it a super spreader event. And guess what's happened out there? Only three or four security guards have contracted it. And they found, and really, they didn't contract it there. There. That's right. And so, yeah. 
<laughs> you know, that's that's some Grace that, Community Church, thousand yeah. of people, multiple services. Do they yeah. do multiple services? Uh, I think sure they probably they do. do. They probably do too. They got a lot of folks. Yeah. yeah. And they're gathering consistently over and over again indoor. There's your shot per shot comparison. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things you can't make the claim. Like I understand that you might be able to I, oh, one, we yep. don't have facts about the rallies and the protests and all that stuff and how, you know, the no. contract tracing there. Um, so if we don't have that, it's, but the, th- the thing is, is you can't make this claim about it being a, an event like this that's going to overwhelm the hospitals. Um, you can't just assert that that's as, correct. as truth. And so you can't know until you know. That's, that's the problem with, so it's, it's, I understand it's your opinion that you think this about this. But and what do you define as a super spreader event? And and, and I would actually, as we're going to go into in just a minute, what's the definition of a super spreader event? Like, really, seriously, yeah, how do you define it? Who defines it? Who has the right to define that? Yeah, so here we go very seriously. Yeah, so it says Steve Edwards, president and CEO of Cox Hospital, said, If there's a time to need faith, it is right now. So I get that. I think that we have to realize that the disease doesn't care about your religion or about our religion. And it's just like, well, how do you know it doesn't care about our religion? Where's you know, where's the where's the evidence on that? But I, I I'll I'll grant it doesn't it doesn't care about your religion unless no. you know unless if God is actually doing something um, special, he yeah. can do whatever he wants. There you um, go. But you know the thing is, if if there's a time to need faith, okay, well we have faith, and that's why they're gathering. There's a universal. <laughs> there's a time yeah. to need faith. Universal. What do you mean by that? Like I. Yeah. There's an interesting thing there, need faith. Well, what kind of faith systems do we actually yeah. need? Again, I'm just curious, like there's a time to need faith. Well, when is not a time to need yeah. faith, by the way? And it says it's right now, so I get that. So he, he's saying like it's like especially a time to need faith right now. But the thing is, is this is generic faith. Now, well, you got a particular faith There here, you go, right? Exactly. we got a particular faith that says we, we got together, we need together, it is essential together. Right, yes. and this is the charge against Grace Community Church. They said church is essential. That's we right. We got together, and by your own standards, by the Constitution, it says that we have the right together. So, that, so why are you getting mad? So there is yeah. a time to need faith. Yeah, but according to someone like Mister Edwards, Doctor Edwards, Doctor Edwards, that faith can only be expressed through the means that the state decides yeah. is acceptable. Yeah. So the state is the arbiter of what is appropriate faith and inappropriate faith exactly as christians we can't accept such a thing i'm not speaking directly or specifically to what's going on at james river i'm talking more particularly those who say churches can't gather yeah because i think that that if you take his implications that's what he's saying yeah yeah so you know so he's saying that you know again on that faith issue um we have a law that's been given us from god and the law says to quarantine the sick. That's right. Because the healthy are not a threat. Quarantine the sick. It tells the government to be the sword against the evildoer. So what you've done is only pragmatically because you don't want to do your job and be the sword against the evildoer. Okay, where's the sword against the one that is purposely going around coughing and sneezing on people? Where's the one? Where, where's the Where's the charge against the maybe the person that goes to work and neglects? self-rule that they've been given by been granted by God to have according to his law to not come into work if he's not feeling right. So that's, that's the thing. Where is the sword against the evildoer is my question. So what you do is because you don't want to do your job, you just try to come up with a way 
well, just put masks on everybody. We'll just treat everybody as universally infected. You know, that's not love for neighbor. Love for neighbor is true justice, objectively true justice. That is mm. love your neighbor. And that's the issue. Other, other than that, loving your neighbor is being jealous for their liberty. And if they, they want to go to church, you do not make them feel bad for wanting to go to church. Or try to give them some type of yeah. guilt that is So the thing not... is, yeah. It's, so it seems like today, love your neighbor only works one way. Well, and then you, and here's, it works both here's another element of this. It should, and, and, and this is again implied very clearly. If you go to an event like this and someone in your family dies, it's your fault. Yeah. Or it, it's all James Rivers' fault yeah. and it's Pastor Lindell's fault for what allowing if, this to happen if somebody gets yeah. sick. But like I said. Really? So you, 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 you put on an event you're not forcing anybody into your building. Nobody right? has been forced yeah, to go in there. Forced. And so that we're putting on this event, you can come and enjoy this. And so all these, and I, I'm, I'm going to use this, all these women, my body, my choice, you know, they can do what they want. Women, right? They have bodily autonomy. They all came together knowing the risk and they all entered the building knowing the risk. They made a choice. That's right. Right? So what's wrong with that? Well, they shouldn't make the choice because that's going to kill the other. Like one woman walking in is going to kill the. Well, no, the other woman chose too, so the other woman can equally just as be responsible for the other woman's death because of COVID. So you know, so basically, we are now the, especially the what from the outrage I saw was more left leaning or more pro choice leaning people. They're the ones that are mostly complaining about this. That's right. And I'm sitting here just going, wait a second, stop. What's the autonomy? Yeah. Why don't they have the autonomy why, there? Why is the, that they have the autonomy yeah. every other every yeah. why, everywhere why else does, you want to give yeah. them autonomy? Why does autom- autonomy deal with murdering another or, human, but whenever it's not murdering really, another human, you can't do it? Or if we want to be rageful about the actions that individuals take that are incredibly risky to their lives, yeah. why are we not actually getting angry at the incredible death rate among those who transition the incredible suicide rate among those who transition why is that not bothering us? if people and their lives are truly something that we want to protect how about the incredible attacks and assault on human bodies and then livelihood that occurs when we allow someone to transition yeah. see Let's be really direct. And, and so many people say, oh, Christians, they just try to uh, get on their soapbox about the sins that they don't like. There's an equally, yeah, uh, to me, an equal application of that same problem. Mm-hmm. You want to get mad at individuals who are going out and participating in what you would call risky behavior, which for for anyone right now going to the gas station is risky behavior compared to some of these folks who are on the extreme and not even the extreme in probably a vast majority of those who are so crazy about covid is going to kill everyone and yeah. it, let me just not downplay any death is sad yes that's not something that but christians actually have a reason to mourn if yeah. you're a naturalist humanist, is oh well, I'm so sorry because within my internal brain, I feel bad that that person died, and so yeah. But that was caused by the stimulus. That actually isn't a real emotion. There you go. Like emotion is meaningless. Yeah. On that worldview. Sorry, I'm taking so oh, long fine. on some of this, man. Yeah. I guess we just didn't yeah. like as we were laying <laughs> some things out. I didn't realize yeah. we were going to take as long to get through this. Um, the issue for me is okay. If human health and safety is that high of a priority, then let's 
seriously look at the data and the research and let's look at science mm-hmm. and what it says, yeah, which, which so, we can do on some things. Yeah. And so and we do have a couple of things. Stuff in. Yeah. And so this isn't, this isn't from our research. Well, we, we ended up researching it, but originally um, this was on uh, the dividing line podcast yeah. um, where we heard this stuff. And so we wanted to some relay, on the dividing lines, yeah. some uh, from Dr. MacArthur himself. Yeah. And so um, we wanted to give this, to you guys as well. If you're not familiar with the dividing line podcast, we wanted to help <laughs> anyway. It's um, good stuff. And it's yeah. worth repeating because not everyone who listens to us listens to the dividing line. And yeah. So, uh, you know, whenever we're going to listen to some scientists here real quick. All right. So first, uh, first of all, we've got the uh, International Journal of Nursing Studies. This is a, an abstract, right? You, you take it over here, Dave. Cause that's, yeah, so an abstract is essentially like this. Um, when you have a peer-reviewed or scientific article or research article, you will always write an abstract, which gives a nice summary so that someone can look over your article and see, oh, yeah, that's what I want to read. That's what I want to look at. Like, what are the event? the very basic assertions of the article. What are the very basic summary of the article, right? Uh, That way, when you're doing research and you are looking at it, it's like, oh, hey, that's my particular area, so I'm going to dive into it. So the abstract, in many ways, should be a nice roadmap for what the findings are so that you can generally understand them before you actually jump into the specifics. And so right here from the International Journal of Nursing Studies, volume 108 August 2020. There's an article that you're not seeing or hearing about in any major news outlet. Again, this truth is being suppressed and it's being suppressed in multiple places. Here's what they're saying. They did a study, again, not a whole lot of studies, hardly any peer-reviewed studies based on masks have been done. Why? Because people weren't really doing a lot of research on this. But this study gives us some very simple information that is very important for each and every one of us. So, Just looking at the results section in the abstract, right? Uh, Here's what it says. A total of 19 randomized controlled trials were included in this study. Eight in community settings, six in healthcare settings, and five as source control. Very good variety. Not just occurring in hospitals, but occurring in the community at large. And then, of course, controls. Yeah. Most of the randomized controlled trials use different interventions and outcome measures. In the so basically what that's saying is just to put it in in real not all of the studies that are being utilized in this basically synthesis of the data were exactly the same. Not everyone was doing this in one particular way. Yeah. Which when you have a bunch of different studies that are actually not all controlled when you're doing the data extraction That's just a point to say, look, everything was not done exactly the same in every single one of these, which actually should give us a a little bit better understanding of, because we realize not everyone who wears a mask is always wearing a cloth mask. Not everyone who wears a mask is wearing it all the time. Like just in general population, people treat things differently. So it gives us just a nice understanding of that. In the community, mask appeared to be effective with and without hand hygiene, and both together are more protective. Randomized controlled trials in healthcare, and that's the controlled trials in healthcare workers showed that respirators, if worn continually during a shift, were effective, but if not worn, if not worn intermittently. In other words, just to give you some things, what they've said is in their studies, they've basically found that, look, in the community, 
seemed like they were effective, even if people didn't wash their hands. Yeah. But together, they think that things were more protective. Okay, that's a nice summary of what's been done there. And then they say, look, in healthcare workers, when they wore a respirator, they had to be worn all the time to actually be effective. Very, very interesting. Then it says, medical mask, this is over the whole, not just over one of these settings, over the whole, the whole study, medical masks were not effective and cloth masks were even less effective. What do you see when you go to the grocery store? You see cloth masks, gaiters, whatever. Exactly. You'll see, you'll see the, the the little cheapo medical type, you know, but most people are wearing cloth masks, bandanas, all that kind of stuff. So again, like the, the little, what I called the cheapo little blue guy on your face was better than a cloth, but it still says that they were not effective. And the, re- and the again, yeah. the mask that you see the majority of people wearing and selling. Yeah. Are the worst. Yeah, they're less effective. And it says, when used by sick patients, randomized control trial suggested protection of well contact. Suggest. Suggest. So here's the deal. If you're sick and wear a mask, then maybe, maybe, maybe maybe there's nothing conclusive. Yeah. So the thing is, is like, there's non-conclusive. And it's one of those things that I totally understand. We haven't had a lot of time. There's a lot of data. There's a lot of variables. Science needs variables. And the thing is, you don't know until you know. But the thing is, with empiricism, strict empiricism says you always have to leave yourself open. So you actually never know. And so they're actually, the claims that they're making are claims that are still agnostic. Yes. And that's the way strict empiricism works. This is not some random person. This is a peer-reviewed journal. Yes. Again, what they're saying is, not what is being told. Oh, you're a terrible person if you wear if you don't wear a mask. Actually, the hard conclusive data is it's not effective. Yeah. In the sharing a spreading of a virus. Yep, and I know and people And it might be effective, might be effective if a sick person has it for them not to spread it. Yep. And I might you know, be. and it's one of those things I know I know people that have religiously worn masks and they guess what they ended up at their home for 2 weeks. Yeah, I know so, you know yeah, people exactly <laughs> who were doing that. So, you know you, directly of yeah, that so, happening. So uh can you trust my 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 experience? <laughs> you know, is is it can my experience supersede uh science here, you know? But you know, but here's science here and I think you got another one. But then here's the, uh, yeah, here's the other really interesting thing. And and this, of course, comes from another peer-reviewed journal. This is not just uh, a randomized thing. This one, again, comes from a peer-reviewed medical journal that is where we get our information from when it comes to dealing with things medically. The clinical infectious disease, that is the publication. Now, here's the really interesting thing. What is being presupposed here is that because all these folks are gathering this year in James River in December, even though they're wearing masks, by the way, because if you read the rest of the article, you'll see that James River is saying, actually, we're making sure everyone has a mask and everyone's social distancing. Yeah. What is being said is Well, just because they're gathering this year, that's a super spreader. The reality is the virus here was was here before. In fact, according to the Clinical Infectious Disease 
again, just looking at the abstract because that's the easiest thing. It says this, of the 7,389 samples, now what had happened was they did a study where they backlogged and went back to the blood donations. The Red Cross went back to their blood bank donations from various areas. And actually they went to a lot. It wasn't just one place. It was Seattle. And if you go to the whole article, you'll see. But from places like Washington, Iowa, Oregon, and they did randomized antibody test Mm. through blood donations that was collected between December and January. So December of 2020, from December 1, Mm -hmm. 2020, to the end of January 31, or excuse me, December 1, 2019, 2019. to January 31st, 2020. They grabbed 7,389 samples. Of those, they found that 106 of them actually showed evidence for the antibodies that are used, that your body creates when it has fought off COVID-19. That means that last year, without social distancing, without multiple services, people were highly likely as a super spreader. Yeah. So all of those people were horrible, terrible people for passing yeah. this around last year. You see, mm-hmm. how, you know, see how that yeah. goes. It was actually even worse last year yeah. because nobody was washing their hands in the same way or wearing masks in the way. So it was actually a super spreader event, my God, whatever that is. Yeah. So the reality is, and again, not being covered by major news outlets, I, I actually really appreciate um, the scientist dot com actually was the first place where I saw this reported. They say University of Washington epidemiologist Trevor Bradford, who has been using genetics to understand the timing and locations of, and they say SARS-CoV-2, which is the way that they refer to COVID-19, spread and was not involved in the study, writes in his Twitter thread that seasonal coronavirus tend to circulate more often in the winter. He adds that the antibody concentrations are typically higher in those infected, in those recently infected compared to random healthy adults, suggesting that there could be a high false positive rate. Okay? Even if the results are accurate, that's what he's saying, even if the results of this study are accurate, then by extrapolation, that would mean that there were millions of infections in the general U.S. population, which would have been accompanied by a higher excess rate, death rate. He writes something that wasn't observed until March. Mm-hmm. So it didn't matter with, with, with that shutdown. It was already spreading. Yeah, yeah. And that's why we had the big boom. Yep. Bingo. So anyway. That's yeah, why so, there were so, all these people testing positive all over the place because it was here yeah. way too quick. So all yeah. we did was way too late. So yeah, just a, a, a but you know, we did it anyway for some other purposes, you know, and without, you know, we don't have to go into conspiracy theory. It's just, you know, things happen because, you know, never waste an opportunity. Right. So let's, you know, that's, that's kind of it, but you know, it's nobody, so, nobody I, that is complaining though about James river is doing this. Nobody's looking around for this. They're just, seeing whatever else is on KY3 news about coronavirus and then projecting it onto James River to complain about it. And, um, you know, but we wanted to make sure to give you guys this information because it's out there. Um, you can read it. Um, you can read the abstract if you're not technical. The technical stuff's out there if you want to read it. 
and this is scientists saying these things. So which scientist are you going to believe? And that's what we say on the show. Science. Evidence doesn't speak for itself. That's you right. Know, like immaterial things do not have mouths to tell you and brains to tell you. So they have to be interpreted. And so it's not that science says anything. It's the scientists that do say things. So we have to really look at presuppositions. We have to look at foundations of uh, what they're saying. And, you know, we've got these guys over here. Hey, these this is peer-reviewed stuff that we're reading right now. And they're saying that masks really aren't that effective. And there's only suggestions of things. But there's not there's no scientific dogma there is here. No, yes. Yeah. And so, you know, and but then again, we get it and we slander everybody with it. So the only other the real infection is the sin infection that everybody has, and it is, you know, we're we're at each other's throats. And right you know, so that whenever we look at James River, you know, and, and, and the the debacle that's going around from the community, um, it, it's not scientific based. It's opinion based. And, you know, we need we need to be able to speak the gospel into it and, and you know, take take the slander on the chin and, uh, you know, re- return good for evil um, in that sense. And that's why we're doing what we're doing, just to go, hey, here's some facts. Here's what's going on. And, uh, you know, really, hey, that's all we can do. If James River wants to do something as a gathered body of believers, go for it. Yeah. But see, here's the here's the deal is, is God knows that we're uh, finite beings. He made us. That's he right. made us finite. We're supposed to learn and grow. We're supposed to learn and grow derivative of him and following his commands and stuff. And he has given us a law that says, quarantine the sick. Don't treat people like they're not supposed to be treated. And if I'm healthy, I'm not a threat. Don't treat me as such. I have dignity. Oh, but Adam, what if you're sick and you don't know it? Well, well, what if I'm sick and I, I don't ready? know Actually, it? Actually, the interesting well, that's, that's, thing, that's is the thing is that we've seen yeah. already just what we've seen and already the way that people are dealing with exposures, it used to be 14 days. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's not until at least 14 days of exposure that you actually start to show signs. That's why you've got to lock yourself down. Are you ready? Now they've dropped that to 10. Yeah. Why? Because they didn't know. Yeah. And so, you know, it's one of those things. What do we do when we both don't know? Because either way we're move in a way out of ignorance. It's an argument of ignorance. And so, you know, are we going to do it with Liberty and accept the risks and you know i get in my car it could blow up at any moment it's a it's a driving explosion is what it is and again <laughs> you know anyone so, who drives yeah. to the event yeah is actually at a higher risk of dying than they are if they get covid yeah Th- that's that is reality yeah you're more at risk of dying from driving to james river mm-hmm. than you are from getting covid at james river yeah. So shame on them and for dying, getting in their cars. Getting COVID and yeah. dying. Yeah. So at what point do we say, well, we're going to allow the government to fully take control of being the litmus test for what is acceptable risk and what is unacceptable risk regarding our civil liberties? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, the, the big thing is, is they're saying it's a super spreader event. Again, you don't know until you know. Let's get the hard evidence. Please send us here in a couple of weeks, few weeks, months, whatever. Let's see. Give us hard evidence of who contracted COVID and what their condition is whenever they had it. You know, did they die? Did they get intubated? Um, Did they just lose their smell and taste for a couple of weeks and that was it? You know, and then let's look at real data. Let's have fun with that. But let's not slander people for making a choice to accept the risk. Again, we all take risks. We live in a world of risk because sin is in it. There is scarcity 
And that's why we're all fighting. Oh, and you want to know why the the hospitals are overpopulated, by the way? They're overpopulated because someone gets a runny nose and they think that they have COVID, so they run to the hospital, to the emergency room. Because they're afraid, because they've been fed this stuff. So you know who's got the real mental issue. Um, Also... Um, just a quick thing, because I know we've gone um, yeah, on this I didn't, for a while. Yeah, I didn't and, realize that we've gone And I gone think that what, we, what, what we can do is continue to go to the next topic, and I'll just split it up for the podcast anyway, yeah. and we can just have two shows. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I <laughs> that like that. That way for the Thank podcast. You. But anyway, um, you know, just- So while we've used yeah. MacArthur as a good person- <laughs> Yeah, we'll go on the other side We're also going to look at, yeah. hey, we don't, we, don't run, <laughs> we don't run neck and neck with him on everything. Yeah, or but completely the, 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 yeah. conformed to everything that he says. Yeah, but the last thing I want to say is the city has guidelines. James River said that they were respecting the guidelines, and you might not think that they are whenever you see a picture with no mask on. But I wanted to let you. Un- I want you to understand something. There is a medical exemption, right? And that medical exemption has some nuance to it. So somebody doesn't have to wear the mask, and guess what? They also don't have to be asked about why they're not wearing a mask. And that is from the city ordinance. Okay? So, somebody could be lying. And we have to accept the fact that there are liars out there. And that's unfortunate. You know, but they are complying. James River is complying with the mask ordinance. They ask. They try to do it. But guess what? If somebody walks in, they're not wearing a mask. They don't wear a mask. Well, I got a medical condition. They, They have to. That's the city ordinance they're following the city ordinance now you might not like that but then again it's not up to you the law is written the ordinance is written it's not law it's an order Um, but it's written there's there's something to follow and they're following it so you know we need to maybe find people that aren't you know you can find somebody that's not wearing a mask that you know doesn't have a medical condition is lying about and then you can deal with it personally but how about you take the personal responsibility and talk to them instead of getting on Facebook and just totally lighting fires to cause division and anger. So it's actually, who is the problem in this? Well, and I would say this, the same people are saying shut down schools, schools, shut down schools, shut down schools, Mm -hmm. where we have now, again, 60% of students not even doing their work. We have massive increase in the amount of suicides because people are isolated. And Mm -hmm. that is the people group. And I, and I loved it. MacArthur said it very well. Because education correlates, correlates with life expectancy. So the years of education correlate with life expectancy, right? Yeah. We have now removed kids from about a year and a half of school yeah. in places where the lockdown is the toughest. We've removed kids from school and lost education. We've lost all kinds of life due to that in a group of people who we're actually at a very, very low risk. So we've punished our children from life. We've taken years away from their life as a result of the way we've responded because we've stolen their education, years in education from them. So, I mean, what's going to happen at the end? Are we going to say, okay, you 18-year-olds who are everyone from this year to this year who was in the public education system and lost a year, we're actually going to allow you to come back until you're 20 years old now in high school, free public education. Like, what are we going to do? We're not going to do that. Yeah. They're not going to want to be in school that long. So we've stolen potential life from people for no reason at all because they weren't even at risk. Yeah. In any normative means. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, 
majority of folks who are going to be going down to James River are probably in that. I mean, when I looked at that picture, the people that I saw looked like they were in the age groups that were least impacted. Yeah. And if they do get it, it's not as, yeah, it's not going to lead to death or anything yeah. like that. But then again, they knew the risk and they got together anyway. And so, you know, why can't they have a choice to take the risk? Yeah. And so, you know, I understand that if you're a hospital worker and you're working really hard, well, I have to go, well, you did take the job. And I, I'm not saying that in a incompassionate mm, way. Yeah. You did take the job. You knew what could happen and what kind of things happen in hospitals and what things happen outside that bring people into hospitals. And I understand that there is low staffing or something like that. Some things can get overwhelmed, but you know, we all make decisions. We all make choices and we all have to be responsible and take responsibility for those choices and stop yelling at each other. That's the problem is whenever we, when, whenever we do that. And so it's, it's from every angle, everybody's at each other's throats. This country is divided. Our churches are divided. Um, and where are we going to find unity? And I'm going to say, it's only going to be in the gospel that God wants us to live in liberty and not fear. And he wants us to take care of one another, but he still got us in a world where those, these things happen. And, you know, there is a reality that these things are connected to a spiritual reality and we are under judgment. Yeah. God continues to do things that he's going to do to chastise people, his, his people. And he's going to, whenever he wants and feels whatever, whatever it is, he's all knowing. So it's not arbitrary. He already, already knows everything. He knows all the variables that would lead him to go. Now I can judge these people. Yeah. So he's still doing that. And it's, that's the testimony of scripture. So we just got to take that into account too. So, you know, if, um, yeah, I think this is definitely something that'll be a continuing topic as we move on. There'll be other churches. There'll be other people complaining about it. There'll be other, you know, just people pointing pe- people pointing fingers at each other all the time um, and yelling at each other. And social media just amplifies all the negative stuff because you know we we like to celebrate things, but I think we like to complain more. <laughs> uh, thing that happens in reviews. Um, on products and it happens on Facebook timelines so <laughs> so anyway yeah so I think uh, we covered that all right and so with that said this is the Tag Your It podcast I'm Ray Ray and I'm Dave and Soli Deo Gloria Deo.